Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good afternoon and welcome to Tiger Tailgate Saturday here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Show as we're getting you set for the big one. Number one, Alabama. Number 13, LSU. In the first college football playoff rankings, that's the poll we all pay attention to now from now until the end of the season when the four teams are into the playoffs. A lot going on this afternoon. Of course, we will break down this big matchup between number one and number 13. It laid in the program, T-Bob. I get, a, I get a couple of segments to grill him as we go in the trenches to look at the key matchup where we both feel the last few years when it's come down to the yep. line play where Alabama has taken over this uh, series. And we'll talk about that tonight, how LSU and Alabama match up offensively and defensively each with each other. Also, we'll look at the quarterbacks where each school is coming in for the third straight year with a different quarterback under center we'll hit on that too as well our regular guests will be joining us on today's program we'll visit with mike scarborough tigerbait.com you can best believe some of the best recruits in the nation will be on campus today senior analyst for bamaonline.com here to help us talk about number one alabama travis ryer will be with us jeff palermo has his keys to today's game up online at www.com he visits with us mark burnett alabama beat writer for seccountry.com will be with us and then we'll have senior writer at tigerbait.com brian lazar We'll have our conversation with Coach Ed Ogeron, our boot report, plus we will have a take from Jordan Fiegel and the Mark Menard's game breakdown. As always, the numbers are getting involved at 260-1870, and you can text us at 870-870. And T-Bob, this is a huge matchup, and when the college football playoff poll came out earlier this week, put more of an emphasis on this game for uh, there were basically three two-loss teams yeah. with <clears throat> with each of those two-loss teams with two quality losses, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, LSU, and Auburn, and seemingly every one of those two-loss teams has everything still to play for. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? But when it comes down to it from LSU's perspective, it's like every other year. All of your goals, everything you want to accomplish, it all lies behind the gate. It's locked away still. Well, who is the gatekeeper, Deke? Mm -hmm. The Alabama Crimson Tide, who has been the gatekeeper year in and year out Mm -hmm. for this LSU team, the Alabama Crimson Tide, Deke. And, you know, we're going to take it back here at the beginning of the show because we're going to set the scene for what's going on today. Have you ever heard of the Punic Wars, Deep? Uh, no. Okay, so the Punic Wars were the ancients, the ancient world's version of uh, kind of World War II, right? Okay. Think around uh, with 260 B.C., you have Rome, an up-and-coming power. Uh, they just took over all of Italy. And right next door to the north coast of Africa, there's Carthage, also an established power. Well, eventually, Deep, they decided the town wasn't big enough to two of them, right? They come to blows. Carthage and Rome, two regional superpowers fighting for control of the Mediterranean world. Kind of sounds like Alabama and LSU from 07 to 11, right? Fighting for control of the SEC and the college football landscape. Well, do you find it interesting, Deke, that our money still has Latin on it? So many of the languages we still use today are based off of Latin. Our court systems are based off of Roman court systems. But we never hear anything about Carthage, right? Do you know why? Because, unfortunately, Rome wiped them off the face of the earth. And this is going to sound weird, because in our analogy, Bama is Rome, right? Rome wore red, the crimson tide. 
they're kind of legionaries. They're un, unflinching. They seemingly have endless resources. They appear to be unstoppable. And LSU's Carthage, you're like, oh, well, T-Bob, what? That means that we eventually leave in ruin. And, yes, LSU's tale may eventually be a tragic one. And we may never catch up to Alabama in the long term. But guess what? We don't have to have better facilities today. You don't have to recruit better today. You don't have to have a better overall program today. All you have to be is better on this day. Mm-hmm. So, Deke, so you had the first Punic War. Rome ends up beating back Carthage. Carthage kind of has to bow to them, pay reparations, et cetera, et cetera. Finally, though, Carthage would gain a bit of a foothold, have a bit of success. And do you know who led them to that success? A very famous general who recognized the name when I say it, Hannibal. Some of son of Hamilcar. So Hannibal shows up all of a sudden. He brings the Carthaginians through the Alps on a trek thought to be impossible and starts off on a string of victories that would threaten Rome to its very core. Well, Deke, I don't know about you, but it feels like LSU just got a general from out of nowhere, a new general in charge who general. seems to be pretty aggressive in temperament, right? He seems to be pretty adept at leadership. He seems to be very capable of motivating his troops, much like Hannibal. So Hannibal had massive wins against Rome, culminating, crescendoing in his ultimate win that military historians still study today, and that was the Battle of Cannae. And that's today is LSU's Battle of Cannae because in that battle, Hannibal was outnumbered. He was out-quality troop-wise, but he was not out-strategized. In fact, he became one of the first. They, they still study his strategy. He managed to completely encircle a larger Roman army with his smaller, lesser force. So in my analogy, Coach Ogeron, he is Hannibal. He's the son of Hamilcar. He is the chosen one chosen to, well, help us beat back the Romans, take back what is ours, and throw off the yoke of the, oppress- the oppressive crimson menace. And, 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 I, 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 we're, we're going to go through it today, Deke, and when you look at the numbers, it, it doesn't necessarily look good for LSU. Like, everybody's been asking me when I've been doing shows around the country, well, what's your prediction? How do you think it's going to end up? Everybody wants a pick. Everybody wants a pick. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, look, what do you want me to do? Objectively, analytically, just looking at the numbers, of course Alabama wins, right? Right. But you still got to play the game. That's right. And LSU has some very unique advantages going for them tonight, not the least of which are is Tiger Stadium. You're playing at home. You have the emotion. You have a group of seniors, a group of guys who will be in the NFL next year for players like Leonard Fournette, and they know, Deke, this is their final chance to best Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide. If they don't win today, they'll never get another shot for the rest of their life. So the motivation is there, the emotion is there, and the talent is there. So this is an incredibly exciting today day today. This is LSU's Battle of Canae. This is where the Tigers, with a bit of a lesser force, will manage to completely encircle the tide and crush them thanks to the leadership of General Ogeron, a.k.a. Hannibal, son of Hamilcar. All right, that's a going deep. Deep, 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 deep there is T-Bob <laughs> Abey. We're going to take a break and come back. It is not done yet because uh, A&M is uh, boy, like a cat nine lives. They have just scored with a buck 33 left in regulation. Mississippi State uh, pending uh, the kick if A&M is going to try an onside kick. But Mississippi State leads number four, Texas A&M, in Starkville, 35-28 to 28 with 133 left to play in regulation. We'll keep you posted there. Also a tight one in Auburn, but Auburn is uh, set up where they're getting
getting ready to attempt a field goal. They lead 23-16 to over Vanderbilt, 227 left to play in uh, the regulation there. We'll keep you caught up on everything that's going on. LSU and Alabama tonight in Death Valley right here on WWL. Two of the all-time sack leaders in Alabama career history continuing to add to their totals. Baton Rouge native from U-High, Tim Williams, 18-and-a-half going into tonight's contest. That is uh, ninth all-time, and Jonathan Allen is uh, third all-time with 24 sacks. So number one in Alabama history, of course. Uh, Nobody's beat him. Never. <laughs> Derek Thomas, the great 52 sacks. And, of course, who will ever forget that afternoon in Arrowhead Stadium in which he sacked then Seattle Seahawks quarterback David Craig seven times an NFL record there. Welcome back along with T-Bob Bear. I'm Deke Bellavia, 260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. Keeping you caught up, the first college football playoff poll that came out this week, Alabama at one, Clemson two, Michigan three, and the team that everybody was kind of questioning at four is about to go down hard, Texas A&M. They trail uh, Mississippi State 35-28 to with 35 seconds left to play in Starkville. Just real quick, on that fourth ranking, because, look, I firmly believe that the committee – that they made that choice to cause a little drama, right? To cause people to talk a little I, I, bit. I think so. I mean, I, is, I, that, I, I, is that crazy I, no, no, to say I, that? I, I buy into that. I, and, buy, I buy that, yeah. And, and in my opinion, although I'm sure they could lay out a case where they're going to tell you, no, no, look, this is how we approach it. This is how we came to the decision. In my opinion, I think that's a poor move on that part. While it may garner some interest and some talk in the short term, I was thinking about on the ride over here today, it kind of cheapens their eventual choices. Like, who's ever unhappy with who eventually gets in those final four at the end of the year, who's ever unhappy, they can point back to this week and say, oh, well, look, they had Texas A&M here when obviously they weren't that good, so they don't know what they're talking about. I just wish they would uh, maybe keep things a little more objective, potentially. But 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 it's, it's ranking teams, admittedly, is a bit of a subjective science just in yeah. its nature. I just do not think that A&M was deserving at all of that four spot, considering they'd already gotten blown out by 19. Right. And, and the, thing, the thing is, when you, when you look at it, is if, you, if your knee-jerk reaction is exactly what you said, but the more you pay attention to it and you look at, okay, who else was one loss, Louisville, Ohio State in that mix, uh, they, they, they made some valid points. I mean, they, they did. And I, I guess I kind of I, I understood some of the things. No, that didn't necessarily change I'm, my mind. I, my, I still my didn't. Beef is I still didn't yeah, no, no Washington doubt about it. No doubt about it. Them. They made they made a good point to why they were there at at you know. And I'm thinking like I'm I'm not comparing them to an undefeated. Although be it, I'm, we're all agreeing that Washington should be ahead of them. But I'm looking at the other one losses and compared to what they had done and who oh, they had yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was no ball, but yeah, Washington. Washington no, should I, have look, been there. In my mind, the college football playoffs should work like this: the conference championship means more than anything winning that means more than anything then after that you get into just straight wins and losses and then you after that you can get into a bit more of the subjective territory where you're watching film you're looking at how they beat each team and you start to separate there and 260 you can text us at 870 870 it's lsu and alabama let's go to steven on line one steven good evening thank you for calling wwl yeah, hey, is Mr. Rourke or Tattoo there? I thought I was listening to a lost episode of Fantasy Island in the beginning. <laughs> no, What's going on, Steve? What's up, man? No, I just, uh, I mean, Bama 38, LSU 13. Oh, I mean, it's, God, it's Steven, come game. on. It really is, and it's not even going to be that close. It really. Really? Okay, yeah. okay, now, because I, I disagree with you, but more importantly, Stephen Vegas disagrees with you, so you got to lay out yeah, your argument they, right they, now. They, 
Vegas throws out lines like that for all the LSU chumps to throw money down so they can lose. I mean, it's no big deal. It's okay. What did Vegas runner say the other day, D? Seven and a half, I believe. Yeah, if he was making sense, I mean, we could talk, we could, we could understand. But I mean, I, I I like to talk sense, but that that doesn't make any sense because Steve, Vegas look, never loses. You got a you got a you got a bold prediction here. Back it up. How you you gave me the score? How do we arrive at said score? Well, thirty-eight. If if you're lucky, we only score thirty-eight. I don't think you realize just how good this Bama team is. You're not. Uh, you're just y'all, saying y'all there. Are in tell for, me why. Well, look at the quarterback. That's number one. You'll never beat us with Danny Etling. That's Scarecrow. We will. I guarantee you, Bama will not come out before the first half is even over. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, Stephen, because I have a lot of Alabama friends who are in town this weekend, and that seems to be what the average fan has really latched onto, that Alabama doesn't lose to pocket quarterbacks. But, Stephen, what happened with Trevor Knight? Like, what what happened? I mean, Met, Metberger threw for 300 back in 2012. Chad Kelly, like, it, well, admittedly, Chad Kelly can run a bit. I just don't buy it, though. There's no Wait, one pass to success. Three hundred in twenty twelve. Did, did he win the game? They did not win the game. All right, Stephen, we had enough of you. Thank you so much for calling. Maybe you need to find a Tuscaloosa station to call. I, I don't mind people calling in, but smart answers. No, I no, no, no. It's for. interesting though with Stephen because what he's saying, Alabama fans really have latched onto that. They don't fear Etling because he can't run. No, no, I, I where, buy into no, that. No, but where where I think that's a bit uh, where where they're kind of missing the point there is. If LSU's tried the running quarterback, right, they've done that, and it has not worked out. In fact, Danny Elling gives them the best chance for success. And at the end of the day, it's not really about being a running quarterback or a passing quarterback. It's just can you get the job done? Can you be efficient? And thus far, Danny Elling has proven to be far more efficient than uh, the the, the previous quarterback. And it has gone final in Starkville. Mississippi State knocks off Texas A&M 35-220. Eight. Well, there's some big games going on in the state of Louisiana today. We'll get caught up. It's the Boot Report. Here is Jordan Fiegel. Good afternoon, college football fans. Here's what's going on with teams from around the state. I'm Jordan Fiegel, and this is the Boot Report. Nickel State kicked things off for the boot with a Thursday night tilt against Lamar, and the Colonels dominated. The 35-10 win was their fourth in the last five, and Nichols is in third place in the Southland Conference. The Southeastern Lions took a road trip to San Antonio in the Incarnate Word Cardinals. The Lions' next two matchups should be fairly easy before what's shaped up to be a big game against Nichols to close out the year. Number 19 Grambling State continues to impress, though they aren't getting much love in the polls. The Tigers are 7-1 and their sole loss was by 10 points to an FBS team, but they've only cracked the top 20 just this week. QB Devontae Kincaid has the Grambling offense firing on all cylinders, averaging 44 points a game. The Tigers got the action started today against Alabama A&M. Northwestern State takes on fellow bottom dweller Abilene Christian this evening. The Demons are on a three-game losing skit and have just one win all year. If Northwestern State wins, it will be their first over a Division I opponent all season. Louisiana Lafayette comes off their bye week and hosts the Idaho Vandals. The Raging Cajuns bounce back from three straight losses in their last game, a 27-3 win. ULL is sitting at 3-4 and and need to win three of their last five to become bowl eligible. Head coach Mark Hudsmith knows the Vandals have a good program. They're offensively, they can score points. Defensively, they've got some good personnel, especially up front. So I think it'll be a great challenge. And uh, Paul does a great job there, done a great job building that program. 
The Louisiana Tech Bulldogs turned their attention to North Texas after demolishing Rice last weekend 61-17. What happens when an unstoppable force meets a movable object? Tech's second-ranked offense should find out against a not-so-mean green defense. McNeese State heads over to Sam Houston State for a road game against the number one-ranked Bearcats. The Cowboys have bounced back nicely after a two-game losing streak with two straight wins. McNeese's defense has been solid this year, but the Bearcats have the top offense in the country, averaging over 50 points per game. Southern receives a visit from the Texas Southern Tigers this afternoon. The Jaguars held off a late rally from Alcorn State last Saturday, and running back Leonard Tillery set the SWAC record for career rushing yards. As long as Southern and Grambling don't slip up, the Bayou Classic is set to decide the SWAC West. Coach Dawson Odoms isn't looking past the Tigers, though. They go challenge you. I mean, they they do what they do, and that's really all you can do is do what you do and do it really well, and that's going you know, present a challenge because they practice it more than you do. ULM has given up 110 points in their last two games, but they catch a South Alabama offense that has been struggling. The Warhawks are just 2-6 and six under first-year head coach Matt Viator, but they only need one more win to top last year's total. Tulane gets their makeup game against UCF this afternoon. It was originally scheduled for October 7th, but Hurricane Matthew forced it to be postponed. The Green Wave had started 3-2, and two, but have lost three straight after that postponed meeting. Despite the losing record, three of their five losses have been by one possession. The number 13 LSU Tigers host the top-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide in Death Valley. LSU is 5-2 overall, but they're undefeated since Ed Ogeron took over as interim head coach. And that's how Nick Saban sees the Tigers. Obviously, this is a tremendous challenge for us to play what is arguably an undefeated team to me uh, because they've been undefeated since their new coach, Ed Ogeron, took over. The offense has opened up after the firing of Les Miles. The Tigers scored more in the first two games under Coach O than they did in the first four games this season. The new-look LSU offense will run into a top-five Alabama defense, including the top-ranked rushing defense. Coach Ogeron knows it'll be a tough challenge. Obviously, the best defense we've seen might want to be, be one of the best defenses in college football history. We'll see at the end of the year. I'm Jordan Fiegel with WWLAM. FM and WWL.com. All right, Jordan, thank you very much. We certainly appreciate it. And the uh, Alabama defense, as you heard, Coach Ogeron comes in without question with strong, strong credentials. As, uh, the tie defense allowing just 14.9 points per game. Uh, Florida is at one in the conference. They are number one, Alabama, that is, in rushing defense, too, as well. 70 yeah. yards per contest yeah. is what they are giving up in total defense, 274.5. And, T-Bob, you know, uh, a lot has been made about this big matchup. Uh, everybody who's who's who in college football and the national media is here this is a big deal lsu of course sent out releases early this week asking people to arrive early so a huge crowd but i just thought this was worthy and i know you probably follow this too as well but with yesterday's crowd yeah. in the chicagoland area mm-hmm. it was the seventh largest gathering of humans in the world yesterday over five million people on a list of the, the largest gatherings of human a human event yeah. At one point in time, it was the seventh largest gathering like of ever? people ever. Oh, wow. Ever. Now, number one is, is something like drastically ahead, like, I don't know, I think it's 30, 40 million or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. in India somewhere. But seven, I mean, five million people. And, I mean, the aerial I mean, look, shots, that, I'm going like, 
that that was and look at that T Bob. No, I mean, I mean that, that, that that is that unbelievable. That drives at home what the Cubs winning the World Series with that 108 years, what that amassed, to, what that history. ended up creating. And you know That's what? Amazing. Look, with the Cubs winning this World Series, winning this World Series, Mississippi State now upsetting A and M out of nowhere, despite right. the strange things are afoot on this uh, on this sporting week, right? And right. We already talked about the last time the NFL had two ties and the Indians lost a game seven was in 1997. What else happened? LSU beat a number one ranked team. So we've got two of the three. We just got to complete the hat trick tonight. And, hey, like I said, it's a strange time in sports. Anytime the Cubs win the World Series, all bets are off. You never know what's going to play out after that. And, of course, obviously the turnover margin is always going to be huge, too, as well. Alabama comes in at plus five uh, in, in the uh, SEC. LSU is at minus one. And, of yeah. course, a tie with uh, ten non-offensive touchdowns this season. The next close to them in the nation is Akron with five. We'll take a timeout and come back because today is a huge game from many aspects, including recruits. What top recruits will be on campus? Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, gives us that information coming up next. Plus, later on in the next hour, T-Bob will take a look at the offensive and defensive lines. How does LSU and Alabama match up with each other in the front seven? That's still yet to come. Breaking down LSU and Alabama tonight, 7 o'clock, right here on WWL. And welcome back. Counting you down to LSU and Alabama this afternoon right here on WWL Tiger Radio. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com joins us now. Mike, of course, these are matchups usually bring out the best of recruits, and I would imagine they're going to be some top-tier flight recruits here today on the campus. Uh, no doubt. Biggest unofficial visit weekend for LSU. Of course, won't be hosting any official visitors uh, until the new coach is, is named, uh, saving those. Uh, but uh, Miles Brennan will be there, LSU's quarterback commitment, uh, a little Narcisse, Jacoby Stevens, uh, you know, the top uh, uh, athlete safety from Tennessee is going to be in. Um, and those are just some of the committed guys. All the uh, committed uh, prospects are expected to be there. Uh, and then you bring in Cam Akers from Clinton, Mississippi, uh, the five-star running back that LSU highly covets, uh, Devonta Smith from Meet, Phil Mathis from Monroe, uh, HN from Jennings will be making a third uh, unofficial visit, a running back that LSU has been uh, uh, paying attention to and I think would be a, a really good athlete, uh, Todd Harris, Chris Allen, uh, Marvin Wilson and, and Walker Little, the, the two five-star, uh, uh, the offensive tackle, Little, Wilson, the defensive tackle, uh, both from uh, Episcopal in, in Houston, uh, Chase on from Houston North Shore, the defensive end linebacker, uh, and, and many others. It's, it's really a who's who of not only LSU's recruiting board, but uh, guys in the southeast. Mike, uh, when you're talking about uh, Cam Akers, the top-tier running back, uh, that's that's basically that's like an outside shot for LSU, isn't it? Yeah, but you know he's you know flirted with Ohio State and uh, you know was once committed to Alabama at one point. Um, you know, not only is he taking a wait and see as to who LSU might hire, um, but he's also taking a wait and see what uh, what might come down from the NCAA with Ole Miss. Um, so. I don't think the book's closed on him. I think there's a real opportunity. And if the new head coach is named uh, pretty quickly after uh, the Texas A&M game and after that weekend, um, you know, you, you've got uh, uh, more than enough time for this, this class to finish out strong. Uh, and, and he's a guy that they would love to have in the fold along with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from uh, Catholic High. Mike, how can everybody get the latest on everything LSU, including recruiting? 
Yeah, check us out at TigerBait.com. We'll have our live game thread going during the game. we got Brian's pregame notebook, which is a free item. Uh, so check us out at TigerBait for, for all your LSU football and recruiting coverage. Oh, Mike, hey, <laughs> I thought we were wrapping up my bad. Mike, okay, listen, I know that uh, we've talked about this before, and I've asked questions along these lines before about how, you know, how much does this individual game matter in the scheme of recruiting? And a lot of times the answers that I get is that it doesn't matter that much. But I can't help but feel that when it looks like the top guy from Louisiana is starting to leave and go to Bama more often than not, that this five-year or this five-game losing streak hasn't heavily influenced some of those recruiting battles. So what do you think? Does this game mean more than most? And does LSU need to get a win? Do they need to stop this streak in order to uh, have a little recruiting ammunition to then use against Alabama? You know, I, I, I think it, it, it does matter. Uh, you know, you know, certainly if, if the, the series was more split in the, in the last, uh, you know, half dozen games than it has been, you know, would you have seen as many of the defections that you've seen from the state of Louisiana? Um, but, you know, let's say LSU loses a close one tonight with the atmosphere, the weather, the stadium. Um, I mean, we're, we're looking at the traffic updates, and, and we're, we're reading reports of traffic like no one has ever seen for, for an LSU home game. Whoa. So, I mean, you're talking about not only a packed house, but, you know, how many other tens of thousands beyond uh, those in the stadium who are outside the stadium uh, you know, uh, pre, during, and post game. So, you know, game day there. I, I think all that that adds up to it. You know, and like I always say, Alabama can only sign 25 like everybody else. They can't get them all. But, but certainly, you know, we're going to see what happens with Dylan Moses at the end. Um, you know, I, don't, yep. I, don't, I haven't thought that was was over with. You know, Devonta Smith, the wide receiver. Um, you know, to me, wide receivers and defensive backs don't hurt you if you're LSU because of what this state produces uh, in tremendous numbers every year. That's a good point. What, what hurts you is is the Cam Robinsons, the Tim Williams, yep. Yep. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, Greg Robinson, the Auburn. You know, those are the ones that hurt you. Um, uh, and that's, you know, when you look at the difference between LSU and Alabama in this losing streak, uh, you know, what are we talking about in the post game and, and, and early in the week talk shows? We're talking about how it's so obvious the difference between the two programs is the offensive line and defensive front seven personnel. Yep. And, and I think if Alabama wins this one, I think we'll be saying the same thing again. And, uh, Mike, you kind of touched on it there. I, I've been wondering, I haven't found any concrete numbers. Uh, do you all ever, Tiger Bay, do you have any idea – as to an estimate of how many people will be in Baton Rouge today, not necessarily just in the stadium? I, you know, I, I've, I've seen numbers where they've said there's been 130 or 140,000 on campus. Um, wow. Whatever that high number has been, I, I, today looks like it's going to exceed it. So, um, and, I, and I know there's ways that they measure that, um, but uh, I'll be shocked whatever that, that, that high – watermark number is if it doesn't get uh, blown out today talking to mike scarborough at scarborough mike on twitter publisher recruiting analyst uh, for tiger bait and uh mike when you look at it just objectively by the numbers uh, you, you come out okay alabama's most likely going to win this game but lsu has a few unique advantages going for them in your opinion if they're going to pull off the upset what is the number one 
Uh, what's the number one aspect of the game that LSU has to be successful with? Um, I, I think Etling's just got to be able to complete some passes. You, you know, play loose, but don't make mistakes. Uh, Alabama will capitalize. But to me, it's the passing game, and that'll open up, uh, the, you know, Geis and, and Fournette. Um, you know, you look at the, how well Alabama has defended uh, Leonard Fournette in the first two games. Um, certainly with an open date, they're focused on him after ha- him having a record uh, performance um, a-, a few weeks ago. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, Fournette's going to get, you know, have a good day. But, um, you know, I- if you're expecting him to go well over 100 yards, I think that's going to be a tough sled. I, I think they've got to get the uh, the tight ends involved and and Etling complete some passes and spread them out three four wides and then try to and, and then play action and, and run the football and misdirection and and do some of those things. I think the defense, you know, they've got so many weapons and and and, and say what you want about Lane Kiff and he dials up a great offense. Uh, I, I just you can. You know, you worry about O.J. Howard and guys like that to just give everybody fits. And Jamal Adams certainly has got the task of, of guarding him and, and all the other skilled players. I mean, they, they're just super talented, super super fast, got the, a lot of great athletes, and, and um, you just got to play sound football. Something, something's got to give. LSU's, you know, scoring defense and the amount of points that they're putting up um, – uh, I, mean, I saw the over and under was 45. I, for some reason, I just think that that's just going to get blown out. I, I, I don't see this hitting the under at all. Oh, wow. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Mike, again, let them know how you can get the latest on all the game coverage. Yeah, check us out at TigerBait.com. Got, uh, like I said, our pregame notebook. We're going to have all the recruiting updates following this one, gauging how, how the weekend, uh, the day went for all the, the top prospects visiting. And uh, our live game th- uh, thread is, is a real uh, popular item. So. Check us out at TigerBait.com if you're a big LSU fan. Mike, thank you so much. We'll talk later on. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Pick six in the Arkansas game, and the Hogs lead 11th-ranked Florida 7-0 in Fayetteville. We'll come back and get you caught up on some afternoon scores and take a look around some other games in the SEC. Counting down to LSU and Alabama right here on WWL. And welcome back. He is T-Bob Bear. I'm Geek Bellamy. Let's get you caught up on some afternoon scores. And today, of course, uh, in Starkville, Mississippi, it was Mississippi State piling up nearly 600 yards of total offense, 365 on the ground as they knock off fourth-ranked uh, Texas A&M 35-28. Games in progress right now. Number three, Michigan 7, Maryland 0. Number 19, Virginia Tech 7, Duke 0. Number 18, Oklahoma State trails Kansas State 6-0 in the first. We're knotted up at 7 apiece between TCU and 17th-ranked Baylor in the first. A uh, Pick 6 uh, of uh, Arkansas picks off Luke Del Rio and turns it to the house. They lead Florida, 11th-ranked Florida, 7-0. That's early in the first quarter. Number 2, Clemson leads Syracuse 3-0 in the first. Final today, number 8, Wisconsin improves to 7-2, 21-7 over Northwestern. It was number 21, North Carolina, 48-20 over Georgia Tech.
Number seven, Louisville. Seven more offensive touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. He had 400 yards of offense, over 400 yards of offense, four passing and three rushing as number seven, Louisville, 52-7 to over Boston College. Bit of a struggle, but Cameron Petwick pits up 173 on the ground as number nine, Auburn, takes care of Vanderbilt, 23-16. to Up next for Auburn, they're at Georgia in the Deep South's oldest rivalry next Saturday. Number 25, Washington State entertains Arizona later this evening. It's Kansas at number 20, West Virginia. Number 22, Florida State is in rally taking on NC State this evening. Number uh, 12, Penn State entertains Iowa this afternoon. Number 10, Nebraska's at the Big House, excuse me, at the Horseshoe to take on Ohio State in Columbus. Number 1, Alabama is here tonight to take on LSU a shade after 7 p.m. Oh. Number 5, Washington visits Cal. Cal and all of their four losses, they have lost by seven points or less. They're four and four on the season. And last night, Western Michigan knocks off Ball State 52 to 20. That's a look at your college football scores. And T-Bob, of course, uh, a lot is being made. Conference games today. Georgia Southern and Ole Miss. Vanderbilt, uh, Auburn. Auburn wins that one. Mississippi State knocks off A&M. Games in progress right now. Arkansas leads Florida 7-0. Later, it's South Carolina entertaining Missouri. South Carolina, very good opportunity to get to a bowl. Tennessee Tech is at Tennessee, and the balls have pretty much imploded. And who would have thunk it, T-Bob? Two conference games left against Georgia and Tennessee, but if, about them if Kentucky Go wins those blue? two and Florida were to lose to Arkansas and to LSU, Kentucky goes to the oh SEC championship in Atlanta, T-Bob, oh, in mean, Atlanta. And really, when you when you look at the East standings right now, T-Bob, it's, it's a two-horse race. It's Florida yeah. and it's Kentucky. Everybody else yeah. has got three losses. Uh, so, so – the Butch Jones countdown clock has started. I mean, the team oh, is completely imploded. They're, I, they're, they're I think he has to stop the bleeding to save his job. Well, I mean, I, I, I think he's already gone. My he, he, may, is, he may be, t My question is, do you think they do it sooner rather than later? Does he get to make it all the way to the end of the season before they make that move? Uh, no, no. With so much uncertainty out there and so many other, other things possibly on the horizon, if they want to get, you know, somebody. If they want to put it this way, Tennessee, the last few hires after Philip Fulmer yep. have been – we're trying to catch the guy on the way up. Yeah. I don't know if Tennessee wants to do that again. <laughs> meaning, meaning they made you know it hasn't worked out. Do we try and go get someone that's more established? Now, They're going to yeah, go again. Yeah, may, hey, that would be the same thing they're doing, T. Bob. There's no doubt about it. But you got to wonder now if they do make a move. Does Tennessee say no? We've got to get a proven commodity now. All I know is this was finally supposed to be their year. All oh, and, and they looked like it for a while. And there would be nothing more depressing for Vols fans if Kentucky was the one oh, that yeah. ended up in Atlanta. And you realize, T-Bob, in all of their games, they have trailed in every game this season at one point, with the exception of Ohio, which they led by one point wow. at halftime. All right, coming up next, a lot to get to, plus T-Bob's breakdown of the trenches between Alabama and LSU coming up next on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.